Welcome back to Outside the Zone. It is Nicole Jokic's world, and we are all living in it. Doc, what is up, man? Great to see you again. Great seeing you too, bud. Good to good to record with you after the past couple weeks. Lots of, a lot has happened since we last recorded. Basketball has been insane, but like we also saw a beautiful marriage between NBA Twitter and Wall Street Reddit users. What a <laughs> yeah, marriage man. that was, man! Like this past week, the world, the world finally, all sides came to an understanding and agreement, and it was just a beautiful thing to see. Twenty twenty one, man, new beginning. Get Dogecoin up to a dollar. Even people, let's get Uh-oh, it going. The IRS is going to come after you for saying that on the podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I might be out. You might need to find a new replacement. You might be out soon. Yeah, man. Okay, so guys, today we're going to do something interesting. We're going to start with Eastern Conference and then give us a couple of weeks, and then we'll do Western. So we're going to go through some of those, not the top teams because we talked a lot about the top teams in all our last podcasts. We're going to go through and talk about the teams in the lower end of the standings and the lower end of the playoff picture and give our thoughts on. How we, how we think they'll finish, how we think their development's going, and all that jazz. So let's just jump right into it and start with the Hawks. Currently, they're the sixth seed at 10-9, and nine, and I think they've had a solid year come looking at how the Hawks have been in the past. But what do you think? What do you think, Doc? I mean, they've been all right. Like, I mean, they're 10-9, and nine, I guess, like a decent record. But at the same time, Trey Young's efficiency has not been good. Like, his shooting numbers are not good at all. Defense has not gotten better. Obviously, you bring in like Gallinari hasn't really done much for them this year, but Capello's been huge. That's the one huge. thing. Like, Capello is balling this year, so he's done really well. Hunter's been really good. Hunter's like showed like a huge jump from year one to year two. Got hurt obviously this week. I know you're feeling that one more than others, but yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's been good for them. So and again, like they've had guys out. Like Bogdanovich has been out now for a while. So like, right. I guess they have pieces that haven't been playing. But I, I don't know, man. It's just like something. I, I really like Trey Young, but, like, I don't know. Something just isn't there, you know? Some I just feel like they're – and he's young, but I just feel like they're, they're – there's definitely a clear step below, like, them, and they have a lot of young talent between, like, some of these other teams that are above them that also, like, have that young talent. A team like Boston, Indiana. Like, there's definitely a clear, huge divide between, like, the gaps there in talent in terms of young players. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's – there's a lot of expectations when you have someone that's as talented as Trey and you have finally built some pieces around him. But I, I think being 10 and nine right now is huge for them, especially they've been so bad the last couple of seasons and it's mostly just been Trey putting up stats and it not leading to winning. And they're actually trying to finally trying to figuring out how to win and to start the season at 500 means they're only going to keep getting better. And you just see the development. I've loved what Deandre Hunter has been able to do and Herger's getting, getting better and being able to play more in the system and John John Collins is good, but I don't I don't know if he's part of their future. But like you said, Capello's been amazing, and I think you just see all these little cases. And once they start to gel and fit 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 better together, I think it's only going to get better. And I think that if you when you watch the Hawks, like yeah, Trey's numbers haven't Trey's efficiency numbers haven't been as good, but just down the stretch, he always makes makes plays that just win you ball games. And I think that those are the kind of things that go beyond the numbers. He makes winning plays, and yeah, he's young and he's still kind of an erratic player, but you see especially that that Brooklyn game the Hawks should not have been in that game and he brought it to overtime and he he hit huge shots they ended up losing it but it was just an amazing effort by the team and I just think that that that's that's games the Hawks would have lost by 20 or 30 last season so I think that it's just been huge for Atlanta fans I mean so what do you think you think they're six right now you think they're 
you feel pretty confident that they'll remain in the top eight seeds this year? Yeah, I mean, because if you, I think there's a, like you said, I think there's a gap between the Hawks and like the Celtics, who's at five. So, but I don't think that's that's something negative to be at about the Hawks. I just, I don't think anyone thought that the Hawks were on the Celtics level, who are one of the best teams in the East. So, I don't, I don't, just because I don't see him jumping past six doesn't, I don't think that should be a detriment to the Hawks. I think the, the best thing for the Hawks this year would just be to make the playoffs, and that shows that the development's working and they're in, they're trending in the right direction. Oh yeah, but you think they'll make it? The playoffs? Yeah, that's why. Oh I yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, I don't know, man. Do you I'm not. not? <laughs> I'm not so. If if you yeah, right now I would say I would take no. I would say why. No. Again, what, I what just, have they shown the not to free not to well, think that? Well, for one, it's not all about them. I think, you know, I've seen. I I, I have to think Miami and Toronto are going to come back and overtake them. Like there's still so much season left that I'm not talking about the playing tournament because they. I'm sure they'll get at least the ninth or 10th seed, but I'm just saying top eight. Like, so if I'm thinking that I see Toronto, Miami jump them, that leaves them at eight. I, I, I really like the way Charlotte's playing right now. Honestly, I like the Knicks a lot too. I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I would, I would take one of those teams over Atlanta. That's just personal. Wow. But There's a lot of good teams but, in the East, but like you said, the Hawks are going to get healthy again with, with uh, Bogdanovich and um, Gallinari. So, I mean, I don't know how we'll much Gallinari's right. I don't know how much that fits. I still don't think Gallinari will fit in their system very well, and we haven't really been able to make a judgment on that. But I think that just having depth will help a lot, especially especially last year when you saw those minutes without Trey, and it was just it was bad. a yeah. complete decline. So I think that'll just help them stay in games. And I don't know the the fact that the Hawks are in like every game is good and they're like they're competing against the best of them it makes me confident that they'll keep getting better all right we'll see all right. we'll uh we'll yeah. keep that um, one as a bet going forward or something but all right so right. we got Cavs next up <laughs> yeah so, obviously um, everyone knows big Cavs fans I think we're both very excited by what we've seen even though there have been a little bit of shaky performances recently but listen Sexton's been balling Garland when he's been healthy he's been balling for showing a lot Sexton of improvements been balling. Last year. so there you go and then Drummond's been playing pretty good. Nance is one of the, like, honestly been one of the best defenders in the NBA. And Kevin Love's oh not God, there. Yeah. So Okoro's, you know, nice defensive fit. So while, while I don't think this team is there yet this year, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I, I still think this is, like, a very solid team that, you know, can maybe make some noise in the play-in tournament. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy you touched on Nance. The ability that he's shown to play in the post as well is protect the rim. Is, that's shocked yeah. me. And especially seeing in the past, I feel like he – I didn't think that he was going to make this jump. So, yeah, the Cavs have been ama- amazing. I think that everything that they've wanted to happen this season has already happened and trending in the right direction. They wanted to see Okoro be one of, a really good defender and slowly get into his role in offense. So that's what we've seen. And I, I really like the potential for Okoro. And then Garland's been, when he's getting minutes, and he's been amazing. He's shooting 44% from three, which is exactly the kind of player you want um, playing besides Sexton and playing besides besides the other players you have. So, and then of Sexton, I can't say enough about how good he's been. He's been everything that you, everything that you, I criticized him in the past. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's finally, he's finally fixed those issues and a testament to you. You, you thought he was going to fix those issues. I didn't think the issues were fixable. So a major, major props to you for believing him, major props to Colin for, for working on that stuff. And I think the Jared Allen trade is huge. The way yeah. that, the way that they can they can finally have an identity now where before they had they had just pieces and drummond and just drummond love sex and there's just like 
a bunch of guys, but now they really have an identity with a Coro and Allen. And I like, I like the Cavs. I, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. I think I've, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. I mean, I think they'll make the play in, but I don't know if they'll make the playoffs just because you said the other, other teams and we'll get to it are on the rise and the Cavs have been on a little bit of a hot streak and seconds has been playing out of his mind. And if he has to continue to do that, the Cavs to get wins, I don't, I don't put a lot of faith into that, but who knows if, if they're better when, if they are able to be good when Kevin loves comes back, maybe, but I'm not convinced. Yeah, I mean, their offense has been big in, or been their biggest issue, actually. And love is only going to help with that. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged by what – I think we're both very encouraged by what we've seen. And the one thing about Nance, you hit on everything, but also the shooting, too. The shooting, right. actually, I think has been the biggest plus for him, where it's like he didn't – he wasn't really a three-point shooter before this year, and now he's shooting it at, like, a decent rate. So yeah. big there. So Sweet. Charlotte. Next up we have Charlotte. Yeah. I mean – I guess I'll go first, man. They are impressive and they've just, they've done what we needed. LaMelo is amazing. I think that he obviously has a lot of work to do and a lot that he can learn, learn, but he has those games where he's just special. Like that game against Milwaukee yesterday. Like, wow. What do you think? I mean, I've already talked a lot about LaMelo. We both have, he's special, man. Like he, he's already showing those like superstar like qualities and all that. Like that's there. I, I legitimately, I mean, I think Charlotte has a superstar in the, in their, in the making there. And then you pair him Gordon Hayward, who's been playing so well this year. I think this is the best Gordon Hayward we've seen since Utah, like since that horrific injury in Boston, basically. Right. I think, can you imagine if Boston, if Boston had this Gordon Hayward? I mean, you, you, you have to think part of it was just like, it's hard to, be a wing when you also have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Like right. all three of them just did so many similar. I mean, Tatum especially like did similar things on offense where it's like Hayward's at his best with the ball. And so if you already have so many other guys, it's really hard to take the ball away from Kemba, Tatum, you know, yeah, and then Jalen Brown too. So it's like, it just seems like this is like a better fit for him offensively. And I'm sure that's part right. of the reason why he wanted to leave. He wanted right. more offense and he's getting it in Charlotte. And I mean, and, and the 124 million or whatever it was. And the, <laughs> listen, and we all thought that was a big overpay. It probably still is, but like, it's not, it's not bad. They're getting, they're getting, their money's, they're getting their money's right now, worth. They're getting their money's worth. Right now, 100%. 100%. And he's just great for Lamelo's growth. Like oh, he's yeah. he's letting Lamelo play floor floor general, and he's actually making the buckets. And that's what Lamelo needs. And it's worth it to invest to have someone where your star player is not having the entire defense focused on them. Because we've seen that with so many stars, where they're not able to develop, or even they're not even going to show who they are because the defense is fully just targeting them. And Gordon Hayward's a perfect compliment for Lamelo. Yeah, I mean, Hayward has been the best player on that team, and I think defenses are, are treating him as such, and that definitely opens things up then for for, Lame, for Lamelo, for Rozier, guys like that. So, right. I, yeah, Rozier's I been balling too. He's been playing well. So I And their assist numbers, like as a team, are insane too. Like that team is playing um, – James Borrego is coaching the hell out of that team. Yeah. I think they're a top eight team in the East. I think they're over taking a spot away. See, I don't, I don't think they're making it. So I, I, I think that there's just too, I think there's just too much, um, too many games where they'll, they'll have duds, like where they just like lose Maybe. by 20, like, you know, those young, those young team issues. I think there's just going to be too many of those where they can't overcome it. Maybe. I mean, I think Atlanta's <laughs> going to have the same issue because those a lot of young ones on both teams. So yeah. we'll see. Interesting. All right. Uh, next up we got, Knicks. oh my God. I think the most surprising one, the Knicks, man. Is this a, <laughs> Is a, is a coach of the year award possible 
to give it to a coach who has like a sub 500 winning percentage? Is that, is that possible? Is that happening? No, because because if Jeff Hornacek didn't get it in 2014 when he got to the nine seed with Goran Dragic and Eric Bledsoe as his point guards, and that team should have been the bottom tier of the NBA, and he made him a nine seed, and they were like one or two games away from the playoffs, and I could go on and right. I really wanted Jeff Hornacek to get that eight seed just because he was going to win coach of the year. And they didn't give it to him because they didn't make the playoffs, so. <laughs> Yeah, but listen, oh my god! I mean, shout out, listen, shout out to Tibbs. Yeah, he deserves consideration. I'll just leave it at that. Oh yeah, right. The, the, he made the Knicks. He made the Knicks relevant again. Like the Knicks have been a poverty franchise, man. <laughs> in like in an off season too, where it's like not even a normal off season. Like he's been <laughs> there for like a month, and like yeah. boom, like and he's actually he playing. A, I mean, yeah, he's he's like he doesn't need to play his, like, super old veterans to win. He's, like, I mean, yes, Julius Randle's playing out of his Unbelievable. mind. Unbelievable. Like, he's playing, like, a MVP player it's, right it's now. It's crazy. And that's not even an exaggeration. Like, he legitimately right. should be in the, like, top <laughs> 10 or, yeah. if not, you know, better. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. I mean, Emmanuel listen, quickly like, is only going to get better. I, and even yeah. then, they didn't really – like, Obi's been okay, but he they didn't hit on their draft pick where it was like, oh, this guy's a stud coming in. Like mm-hmm. – well, quickly has been, been shown a lot. Right, quickly that they I think that was a better draft pick than Obi. Yeah, I mean honestly, if they can even Quigley's, like if if Obi can even get to like what we he's been hurt a lot like in, right. to, in his defense. So if he can like get to what we thought he would be, because we thought he would also be like ready to go like day one. If he can get to that, man, this seems this seems gonna be fun. It already yeah. is fun, but yeah. Oh man, I like them. And then RJ Barrett, like the improvement that improvement. he's shown, like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people including me kind of gave up on him after after uh last year and yeah. he's he's he, impressed he's impressed i mean i think it's only gonna get better hopefully he can get those get, get a little bit more efficient and we'll see there there's actually a future now in madison square garden yeah not, yeah we all thought it was all brooklyn this year and it probably is still going to be all brooklyn but like you know there's still there's still some other basketball being played in in spike lee's house we haven't seen that in a long time so <laughs> <laughs> yeah man all right um let's move on to the magic i think i think uh i've ranted enough about the magic to you i'll let you go first all right so we're going magic i mean listen like they're they're just so stuck something something needs to happen like they i i hope they trade Vooch because he's a really really good player all-star player and I, right. I hope he gets to go on like an all like him and bradley beal i hope they get traded and they can actually play on a team that has a legitimate shot at contending that's all yeah. i gotta say yeah, they need they need to because what their ceiling right now is still what they've been the last couple of years. Like they are not getting winning a first round playoff matchup, and like what do they want? They're just gonna wait. Like now they're gonna lose Vooch when he has no value now. Like you sh- like I don't know how the salaries work, but a team like the Nets could get him, or a team no, like I mean, there's I'll, no. I'll, no, Obviously, okay. the Nets are trying to get Drummond, and I don't know how the salaries work at all. Well, not even, but, but you can't like Vooch is a really good player. They have no assets to give up. That's right? Not, okay, a team like the Celtics. I don't. I'm trying to think of a fit. There's not. I, in my opinion, it's hard to trade for a guy like that because I feel like you got to play your offense around him in order for him to be the most successful. And I don't know how much of that he can be when he's not like the top option. So I might be wrong, but like, I just feel like it's hard for a, a team to trade. Even I feel like he's not the kind of guy where you trade for him and he's going to still put up, still have the same impact on a team. That's good. Yeah. I mean, we just don't know. Right. And you could be right. Like he's really good as like the first option on like an, you know, average team, mediocre team at best. And like, if you go, if he goes to a big, a better team and he's like the second or third, we don't know, but I kind of like Dallas. They, I feel like they need an upgrade at the five, 
you know, I feel like Lucas like probably needs a little bit more help on offense, especially with Porzingis being in and out. And listen, that that's an you got to go European all like all European <laughs> Dallas, and that's another guy European to throw in there. So um, they could actually they could actually put a good trade package together yeah, that could. Orlando would like. I like that they could make the salaries work too. Yeah. So, um, basically, cool. but everything, and we can move away from Orlando, but everything you just said about Orlando, about like their ceiling and the same thing every year, apply it to Chicago. Like that's literally it. Like except Chicago, their ceiling hasn't even been, been able to get to the playoffs. Like they're they're like like consistently at like the eleventh seed in the East. Like it's yeah. even worse. Which, which is just it doesn't make any sense, man. Like I mean, Chicago's next on our list, so we'll go into it, but. They are way too talented to never make the never have made the playoffs with this core. Like Kobe White's been good. Lori's been better this year. I mean, you you said he was going to improve. He did. Zach Levine's been amazing this season. Wendell Carter's good. I mean, he just got hurt, but he's been good. Like, how are they so bad? They have so much talent, man. I mean, I get it. Maybe the bench is not deep, but like, they should. They have so like really good players. Like Patrick Williams has been solid. Otto Porter had a, like he's been hurt too, but he was been good. I don't get it. I mean, I, it's just like guys like Levine, good players, but like, I guess at a certain point, it's like, are they winning players? Cause right. like, like on and off numbers, I don't like, I don't like to live and die by them, but like Levine's like a negative, like his defense right. is just so, which I don't get, like, he's so athletic. His defense <laughs> shouldn't be this bad. And like to have yeah. a backcourt of Levine and Kobe White defensively, that's a nightmare, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know the answer to your question, Percy. Yeah, like, I'm with you. Like, this team has too much talent to, like, especially in the East, to, like, be this low every yeah. year. And it's and uh, a lot of things they got to figure out this offseason. So, I don't right. know. Right. I honestly, I honestly think they should trade. They got to trade Levine. They can get a bunch for him, especially if a team like Philly needs him or a team like. I like Philly. I'm, yeah. I don't even know if LA could trade for him, but um, I can't. Maybe, I don't know. But I think that they need to trade Levine this summer or this season and completely embrace the tank because. I don't know how they they're not winning with Levine as their best player and they're not in position right now to draft like a Cade Cunningham or something like that. So I don't know. I think Levine can still be a really good, uh, uh, not a really good, but a, a average defender if he's playing in a system that he isn't really doesn't need to be like the top scoring option and he can actually like play within the system. So I think Levine can be like a second score, like a second a scoring option on like a contender. So I would love yeah, to see him. I'm in with Philly. you. I think uh, I, I. What do you think about these? Do you think Do you think uh, Bible Tyrese Maxey and two firsts is enough to get Levine? Well, you would need more for salary because Levine's making what? Like right. Well, 20. put Danny Green in there. Um, and someone else. I'm sure they. I'm sure they can match this. I'm sure they can match the salary somehow. So Maxey, Tybal, and like a first. Two, two I mean, firsts. Two firsts. Oh, if I'm, I mean, issue about the those first round picks are gonna suck. Like, for, right. But, but like, we saw the Rockets give up Harden for sucky first round picks. No, but like at least like, I mean, some of those first year like years out. So like, I feel like they'll be good. Right. Uh, if I'm Chicago, you know, honestly, why the heck not? Like, <laughs> I know what I had. It's not it. Just take a chance. Why that? Why not? Right. Right. Whatever. Maybe Maxi. Right. Like Maxi's showing promise. He could develop into like a really really good player. And he's two-way, yeah. And you can again, you can just bottom out to get better draft picks, especially in a draft like this. And just like you know, hopefully you get a Kate Cunningham, and you just yeah, because I mean, you haven't been relevant since like Jimmy Butler left, like honestly. And even then, yeah. it was like Derrick Rose. Really, that was the last time you we were actually like relevant, to right? 
I'm with you, man. It's why not? embarrassing, man. They need to they need to trade him. It's it's I don't know why they stick to it. Like it's just pointless. But Kobe White, Tyrese Maxey, and that backcourt would be fun to watch, but oh, the defense would be even worse. Oh my god. <laughs> but, All right, let's yeah. move on to Toronto. I mean, they they started the season off horrendously, and they finally been mediocre lately. But what do you think? Do you think they'll jump to the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, this team. You got Kyle Lowry, you got Siakam, you got Van Vliet, OG. Like, there's too much on this team. Nick Nurse, obviously. There's too much on this team that there's no reason why they don't have an excuse like Miami, which is the weird part about this. So I don't know why they've started out so bad because they're a great regular season team. But I would have to think with, what, three, you know, still like 70% of the season left, maybe more, that there's no way that they're not going to like an overcome a two-and-a-half game difference, like get to the six seed. Like there's too much season left. So, yeah, yeah. I, I have full confidence that they'll get back. <laughs> they're not going to be a contender, I think, in the East. Like maybe we thought of them in years past. But this team is still plenty good enough to make some – at least at least make the playoffs, no doubt. Yeah, and once they like – Kyle Lowry is insane, but once they uh, get – if they even get to the play-in tournament, I would trust them beating anyone, honestly, unless it was, like, yeah. Miami. Cool. Um, oh, yeah, so let's take a little break right now and do a better baller segment. I meant to do this after Chicago because today's better baller is Zach Levine. Oh, boy. So the time I'm, it was actually weird that we had an interesting Zach Levine debate right before. Yeah, this, man, so. I gave you the we, you you gave yourself the perfect segue there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm for the fans that are first time listeners. We do better baller, and I'm going to name a player Zach Levine, and then I'm going to name a player after, and then Doc and I have to give our gut reaction. Who you who would you rather have if you were trying to win a championship this season? So it's just gut You're reaction. Building your team around the player, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so like that's your main guy. So, um, I'm gonna. It's just gut reaction. I'm gonna discuss afterwards after we do all of them. Ready? So the first one's easy. Zach Levine, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Zach Levine, Victor Oladipo. Oh, Oladipo. I say Levine. That's a tough Zach, one. Zach Levine, Buddy Healed. Oh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Zach Levine, Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet. Zach Levine. Zach Levine, CJ McCollum. 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 All right. That's what I have. Honestly, like after everything we talked about with Levine, I was like super down on him because I was like, listen, like we know what he did in Chicago. And like, that is not what I want. And I was right. like, there's no way I'm going to pick Levine probably for any of these. And then you said like <laughs> Buddy Heald. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Levine's still a good player. Right. <laughs> um, and then this one, what about Zach Levine shy? Shy. Okay. I'm try- I feel like there's a big drop-off when you think of his position from, like, I think he's, like, at the end of, like, from, the, from like, the Buddy Hills, and then there's Zach Levine, and then it comes to, like, the Shades mm-hmm. and the Jalen Browns. And, the like, so I think I thought it was a good better, good better baller to see where he fits there. But yeah, I mean, we already talked about that really not enough, so we don't have to like completely explain those. Yeah. So why why did you take him over Depot? That was a Dude, tough I, one. I was really yeah. between them. Yeah. I, I, the defense Depot, I, it's it is it's tough, and Depot's been playing well for the Rockets so far since he got in there. But I just think if I had like a team that was like a contender and Zach Levine's that guy, I would. I think Levine could could excel me a little more. It's tough. It's such a wash. <laughs> 
I guess yeah. my gut said Levine, but I'm not very confident in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I went deeper for the defense. I just thought that right. he's like he and he can still get his own shot. Like, you know, we've seen what he is right. at his peak. So I went, I yeah, that one was a hard one. Right. So. Cool. Well, nice to bring back that segment after a while. A while. It's been a let's, real <laughs> long time. <laughs> yeah, we gotta make sure we do it uh, next time. You think of a guy, and we'll yeah, we'll, we'll play uh, one out we'll in the west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do one in the bottom of the west. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, we got a couple more. So Miami Heat. I mean, we've kind of touched on them, but I, I think we both think that one, now that they're healthy, they'll jump back into the playoff picture. Yep, with you, one hundred percent. And Bam's been incredible. He's just special, a special guy, man. All right, and then the Pistons. What do you think about the Pistons? Well, man, I feel – I love Blake Griffin, man, but, I mean, I think we can we can call it – the prime of his <laughs> career is over. We can call it, you know. The, he fell off a cliff, man. <laughs> that was that was a cliff. That was one – that was, like, that cliff was, like – remember in uh, – in Infinity War Avengers, like that cliff where they, the Soulstone cliff, yeah. that, that that was the Blake Griffin cliff. That's what they shouldn't like, call it. That's the Blake Griffin. He doesn't even, he has, like, does he still have no dunks this year? Oh, I I don't know about that. I don't know if there was, like, a dunk track. I didn't know it was that bad where, like, they have a dunk track or not for, for Blake. <laughs> if, if there is one, then that's, yeah, I mean, that's even worse than I th- what I thought. But, like, I mean, you can tell. If you watch them, you can tell. It's just not, it's not a pretty <laughs> picture anymore, which sucks. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I guess that's what happened. That's what happens to guys that you know can just jump out of the gym and yeah. Yeah, scares see, me but... about Zion, bro. Yeah, I mean Zion's like twenty though. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if I, if you watch Zion, tell me he's not jumping as high as he did in college. <laughs> I mean, man, you got me scared now. <laughs> you got me real scared. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but like. I don't know, man. Some, I, I feel like I can't wait till we talk about the Pelicans next week. But something's oh stuck yeah, that, on that's Zion, another like, team. That's another right. team. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. I'm I'm with you there. But the I guess the thing that kind of scares me then about Zion is like, do you remember like before Ibaka went to went to the Raptors and like he was a beast in OKC, right? Right. And and like and towards the latter half, he was like maybe like 25 or 26. But then, like, we saw, like, a decline, and it was like, wait, is this prime already over? Like, <laughs> he was, like, 25, but, like, <laughs> it got to the point where it was, like, then he went to Orlando, and then I forget what else. Maybe that was it before he went to Toronto, but, like, it just, yeah, like, Orlando. like, it was, like, a, you know, it was a decline, and it was, like, this guy had, like, the weirdest <laughs> prime. Like, it was over by, like, 25. That's why people, that happens to I, he was Zion, secretly 40 years sad. old. <laughs> yeah, if, if yeah. something like that happens to Zion, I'll be very sad, but. Back to back to Detroit, I hope not, man. Jeremy Grant, he's a he's a baller. I, dude, yeah. crazy. I did not. I was not. You, confident you did at all. not see that coming, man. I'm nope. telling you. He bet on he bet on himself, and props yeah. to him, man. Props. I mean, props to him, but at the same point, it's like you're on a five and fifteen team. Like, is it worth it? Yeah. Right. Right, but it's, right. yeah. I, but I, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. at some point, it's just like you. I feel like the contract's worth it, and. They can get a good pick next year. Maybe they can get a guy to help him in, help him out. And I think Isaiah Stewart's shown some really good potential. I don't mm-hmm. know, like I don't know why they gave Mason Plumlee four years, especially if you knew you were gonna draft Isaiah mm-hmm. Stewart in the first. If you know you're gonna draft a center in the first round, why are you signing Mason Plumlee to a four-year deal? Like that's just stupid. But um, what Detroit has always done stupid stuff since since they 
signed Josh Smith and Brandon Jennings to to mega deals. They've been stu- a stupid organization since then. They need to trade Derrick Rose to get something back from him while he still has value, especially a team like the Clippers would need him or even the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. So it's just they 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 Detroit doesn't know what they're building. They just they just try to get pieces and they don't. I don't think Dwayne Casey's a good coach to be honest either. So. Wow. I mean, you know me. I've okay. always been. I've always been low on Dwayne Casey, and even mm-hmm. right yeah, when but... right when Toronto right when Toronto got rid of him, they won the championship. So I think I was right. Well, they also got Kawhi Leonard. I, mean, I think that <laughs> had a little something to do with it too. <laughs> Listen, Blake. Look at look at this team in Detroit. Look at what they've had the past couple of years because Blake like didn't play last year. I mean, what coach is really doing anything with that roster? You know, so it's like right. He's been I dealt mean, yeah. Bad. Right. It's not like he's been dealt like some like really nice team like Steve Kerr with the gold, you know. So it's yeah. like I- I'm with you. Maybe some coaches could have done more, but like I look at this team and this team just wasn't built well. And I mean that goes to like Joe Dumars. Yeah, they've beaten yeah, some good teams but... this season though, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean and they, they play just tough. Beat the Lakers, like right. what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. I mean it's weird. Sadiq Bay, he's shown a little bit so far, but I'm with you. Like. They, they need to find their direction. They, I mean, they just need more. Honestly, they just need more talent. Honestly, if I was them, I mean, it's stupid because they, they have Derrick Rose who's blocking Sadiq Bay, and then they have Mason Plumlee who's blocking Isaiah Stewart's development. But I would go all in on development and let Jeremy Grant cook and let the young guys figure out how to play and do that. But I don't, they, they've always done the little mix of veterans and young guys and Blake, like trading for Blake Griffin, and they just don't know what they're building there. And mm-hmm. they're gonna, Charlotte, that, See, Charlotte figured it out, like – bringing the veterans, but also, like, bringing guys that compliment them. So, like, right. Charlotte figured it out. Detroit's got to figure it out, too. I mean, yeah. Mitch Kupchak finally just saying, right? Well, let's not jump to conclusions yet. <laughs> so, uh, the, the fact that you brought up Mitch – now now I'm kind of scared, actually, about Gordon Hayward, <laughs> that he's not going to fall off a cliff. <laughs> you know, because I like him and, like, his uh, fantasy on my team. So, like, fantasy basketball. So, <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump into Washington. This team – Russell Westbrook, breaking news, just hit a game winner to beat Brooklyn. So, shout out to Russell for, for beating KD and Kyrie. But, man, I this has to be one of the most, like, surprising teams to me in the NBA because, like, I was really confident they would make the playoffs. And, yeah. what, they have the worst record in the NBA. Or, sorry, Born, second Born worst now next to, next to Minnesota. But it's not a pretty picture. <laughs> Dude, it's it's sad. I mean – they have I feel like I mean they've had a lot of injuries this year and a lot of COVID issues, but yeah. I feel like they shouldn't be as bad as they are. Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. Bradley Beal. I I thought Scott Brooks was a good coach. Scott Brooks needs to go now. Like at this no. point it's way, way far gone. Like I don't know why he's not fired yet. At this point you gotta do whatever it takes to keep Beal. Scott or, Brooks or, or Dwayne Casey. <laughs> they're both this they both had the same coaching history, man. I, I think Scott Brooks is better. Wow. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but and then Denny, Denny's been – he's been a good shooter. He's shooting really well. He's, like, one of the top five or top eight uh, three-point shooters in the NBA right now. So, that's pretty impressive. And I think he'll continue to develop. And Bertans is finally back. And it's it's not like it's an awful roster. And maybe that's just because why, why they're just a bad team right now. And maybe they'll kind of get things together. But, oh, man, it's – there's they need to trade Beal. I think they should trade Beal for Simmons. And I know people are going to say, "Oh, well, you can't play Simmons with Westbrook." And yeah, you get that. You're not trading to win right now. You're trading to get Simmons, and you worry about the rest. You get your star. I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, I'm all for it for if I'm Philly, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. Like I'm not the biggest Ben. I 
I mean, Ben Simmons right. has been solid, but like, I mean, they need someone on the perimeter who can actually like shoot with Joel right. Embiid playing like this. And Ben Simmons, indeed, like, yeah, I'm I'm sick and tired of like hearing about Ben Simmons, like seeing these videos. Like, all right, listen, like it looks like he's an all star when I see all these videos on YouTube, but it's not happening. Like, <laughs> he's an all star. No, no, like an all star shooter. I should sorry. Oh, like, he's like an all star caliber shooter, and I'm like, all right, this isn't happening. Like, he looks like he's like Steph Curry, like in all these videos or like. You know, I mean, the fact is, like, JaVale McGee has a le- – legitimately, it's not an, ex- not an exaggeration. JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, Andre Drummond, Tristan Thompson, they've all developed much, much, much better three-point shots than Ben Simmons. And it's crazy. So, like, like, come on, man. But back to Washington. But, but the Sixers you. are good, so it's tough <laughs> to make a change. They're number one in the East, like I called it, like I said. But <laughs> – Wait. Oh, so you're saying it's tough for them to make a change and make that trade. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm with you there, but if they just feel like they need – Tobias has played well, but if they right. feel like they need another just, like, guy outside of Embiid to consistently give them, like, scoring. Right. I mean, it makes sense. When, when, Joel, when Joel's off the floor, they're, like, the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> he, I mean, he's missed four games, right? And they got blown up by the Cavs. They lost, <laughs> to, like, the Pistons. Like, that's the thing, like – this team shouldn't be bad without Joel. Like, they should at least be okay. And they're getting yeah. blown off by, like, teams that are significantly less talented. So I think trading Ben for Beal is a win-win for both teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly with you there. I don't know what – Washington's just still kind of stuck, but they're, they're still going to be bad with Ben. Yeah, Ben I, and Westbrook. I don't know how they score. Like, <laughs> legitimately, like, Beal's putting up, like, 35, right? If, if without Beal and subbing him out for Ben, like I don't know how this team puts up like even like seventy points a game. Right. Well, at that point, Thomas they just Brian isn't there anymore. Re- yeah, like maybe at that point they completely revamp their roster and like do whatever it takes to get rid of Russell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was wrong. They somehow lost that trade to Houston. I did not see that coming. But they, which is it wild. Looks like they've lost that trade. <laughs> how many times does Russell Westbrook gain value in a trade? As <laughs> he ends up losing them, that gets him two years in a row. I, I, oh my god. See, Chris Paul is like, I can kind of make sense of it. But John Wall it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't know how, like, John Wall looks better so far. But, oh, yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, Washington's I just, like, bad. I hope – I really hope Beal goes to some, goes somewhere else because he deserves it. I mean, this is just – Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine Beal with Embiid, man. Oh, that'd be so good. So, let me one, – one question before we close out. So, all-star voting is in full force for the starters. Beal's, I think – leading the league in scoring right now would you vote are you planning to vote for him for uh, for not for i know he's an all-star but like for a starting spot honestly no i think i think just because they're like it's it's just been i mean it's not his fault but i i think jalen brown deserves it over him and uh i don't know that's so tough what do you think i i can't yeah, I mean, for me, it's like you can't be a starter if you're on the worst team in the NBA. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I understand, like, it's not his fault, but, like, at the same time, like, partially it has to be somewhat his fault, too. Right. Like, come, like right. if you're an all-star starter, I don't care what team you're on. You you shouldn't be 4-12. and 12. Yeah, a lot of all-star starters yeah. are able – are on ba- – like, not the best talent around them, but they're able to elevate their team and – Bill hasn't been able to do that. Even, even Julius Randle, man. Julius Randle, nine and twelve. Like, come right. on. I hope Julius gets to be an all. I don't. I don't know if he's going to be a starter, but I hope. I hope he'll he be an all star. I'd be right. shocked he'll if he wasn't. Be. Yeah. 
right. Like, um, I mean, I see like Memphis is eight and six, and like Jaws like played like two games, and they've still been able to get eight wins. Like that's just their coaching and development, man. It's amazing. Yeah, man. They have but, all these young guys that are just con- contributing. It's amazing. Yeah, man. I mean, the fact that Washington beat Brooklyn today, like, wow. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if that'll change Beal's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe he's not interested in Brooklyn anymore. Maybe Brooklyn might be ruled off the table for him. <laughs> hey, so like before we close out, that you now that you said it, I have to get it in because you mentioned Chris Paul. Why did Danny Ainge not trade Kemba to get Chris Paul in a deal? They, it could have been done. Was that on the table? Hun- not, I mean, obviously the, the Celtics would have had to put more on the table, but it could have been done. The, the Danny Ainge didn't pull the trigger. They were so many, there were so much rumors about tra- them trading him and trying to get Chris Paul this summer. And again, another oh, another day in the Yeah, man. I mean, they were, remember they were shopping Kemba all summer? I legit don't remember seeing Kemba rumors, actually. Really? Now that I think, <laughs> maybe I just maybe I just forgot about it. Oh, yeah. But another Danny, Danny Ainge uh, screw up. That, that was a great game against the Lakers, though. But oh, that was an amazing Kemba, game. One of the Kemba best games of the year so far. Kemba was bad that game. He was. And that's the thing too, where it's like Kemba was that bad, but like they were still within one, which is why. Right. Yeah. I hope. I hope that's the finals. I mean, That'd he's be like that was just like fourth or fifth game back. Like he's like still right. trying to like figure out since the knee surgery. So it's like, and for them right now, it's like they just need him to like be good for the playoffs. Like honestly. True. True. So and he's an all star man. We'll give him time. <laughs> all right, man. Well, this was a great episode. I can't wait to do the Western Conference with you. Um, as always, have a good one, Doc. Any Thank last you, words? been fun uh no just only other thing i gotta say is man how about dame with those two threes to win the game that was crazy that's what a heartbreaking way to lose for if you're the bulls chicago man i'm telling you oh if that happened to the Cavs, i would be sick to my stomach (laughs) that's all i wanted to say i wanted to shout that out in there get one more dig at the bulls before before we (laughs) head it out so yeah, man, hey, I, I've, you've been silent on Paul George this season, so I can't wait till next week. You've been very quiet after your rant this summer. <laughs> Tune in next Alrighty, week to man. find out what I think. <laughs> As always, this has been Outside the Zone.